The other day here in Camp Cayley for lunch, we had something called, what was it called? Pizza sticks, pizza rolls, something like that. There is a product on the market called Pizza Snaps. You're familiar with this product? Yeah, I think that's a firm product. I don't know if they have uh, non from uh, brands that have pizza snaps. I googled it a little bit. It seems that there's only, there's only one company that makes pizza snaps. So the shaila was, what bracha does one say on pizza rolls, pizza sticks, pizza snaps, uh, this kind of thing. So if you recall, uh, they announced on the, uh, that very, very loud loudspeaker that uh, Rav Razner and Paskin, that it should be a mizonos and that you should not wash on it. Rav Razner in general has the mahalik that whenever there's a possibility that it might be a mizonos and that you don't have to wash, to go with that psak because he finds that uh, if you tell kids that they have to wash when they're running in and out of lunch on a weekday, that very often they're not going to bench properly, they're not going to really, uh, maybe, uh, maybe not everybody, is going to do what they do when you tell them the and uh, you know then they'll, they're more likely to do it. The question is, is, this, uh, is there any reason to assume that this is a mizonos? So uh, recall again what we discussed the other day, that there are three definitions of Pasa Babakisnin, that Rabbein Hanan and the Aruch say that it's dough with a filling is Pasa Babakisnin, Rambam says sweetened dough like cake, and Rav Haigon says crackers, but uh, the most relevant one for us over here is Rabbein Hanan and the Aruch, the dough that has a filling inside of the dough, like a pie type of thing, would be pasababakisnin. So uh, the halacha is, though, that even if it is pasababakisnin, when one is kaveh asudan pasababakisnin, you say hamotzi. So there is a machloks rishonim how we determine kaveh asuda. If establishing a meal is determined by every individual according to his standard, or by what most people consider, uh, you know, what, what constitutes a meal. So the rush in the sixth paragraph of Brachos quotes a rivet who says that even each individual determines what's considered to be a meal by his own individual standards. However, the Rashba in Brachastaf Membeis disagrees, and he says that it's determined by what most people consider a meal, and that even though the Rush quotes from the Ravid, otherwise he agrees with the Rashba. The Rush himself agrees with the Rashba. So Shulcharach and Kuf Samaches Sivav Paskins like the sheet of the Rashba, which is also ultimately the Shita of the Rush, that it's determined by what most people consider to be a meal. So one has to say a motzi if you've eaten an amount of pasababakistin that most people would be kovea sudan, that most people would consider a meal, even though by your standards maybe it's only like a snack. Sometimes you have a teenager or boys your age, for example, sometimes are capable of eating uh, tremendous amounts of food. You know, uh, I guess the 4th of July, July coincidence of you, right? Meaning like, uh, you know, for, for, for me, eating two hot dogs would probably be a meal. For that guy, Joey, whatever his name is, right? Uh, that, that's, that's not even, he does that in the first 1.4 seconds of the uh, of the contest. So uh, so so uh, what exactly constitutes a meal is going to be determined based on what what most people consider to be a meal. The Pira Lacha, however, says that that objective standard. It doesn't have to be most people in humanity, meaning it could vary from one group to the next. He says, let's say young people versus old people, that uh, if you're a young person, so then Kaviyasudu would be determined by people in your age bracket. If you're an older person, by people in your age bracket. Rav Willig has said, uh, I've heard him say that, the, that perhaps there's a distinction between men and women in terms of Kaviyasudu. I remember I was once at an NCSY event where Rabbi Willig spoke, and uh, there were it was a Yarche Kala when I was, I think when I was in high school, 
and there were uh, boys on one side of the room, and there were girls on the other side of the room, and he said, a croissant, is a croissant something that you cover a suda? Whoever has a croissant for a meal, raise your hand. And the entire left side, right side, whatever, wherever the girls were, that entire side of the room raised their hands. And whoever is not cover a suda on a croissant would not have that for a meal, raise your hand. And all of the boys raised their hand. So that might be a difference, that maybe for girls it is considered a suda, for boys it would not be considered a kaviya suda. Now even if other, uh, if, if other foods fill up the, the sheer kaviya suda, Ashkenazim would hold that you have to wash on it, meaning meaning even if you're having some pasta babakissin and a lot of other stuff, like we mentioned the other day, you would uh, the, the Ashkenazim hold, not like Sfarad, Ashkenazim hold, you would have to wash on that as well. However, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky um, is quoted by Rabbi Forst in his Sefer on Brachos, that that doesn't that doesn't hold true if the pasta babakissin is only eaten as a dessert. Meaning, let's say it's mamish a cake, so you're having like a steak lunch or something, and you know you're at you're at Dougie's or whatever, and you fill yourself up to the point where someone said to me yesterday after the meal at Dougie's, I forgot who it was, but someone said it feels wrong to say bari nefashos when I'm so full, right after after such a meal. But let's say you have a little bit of cake for dessert. Do you now say, oh, I've been kovei suda and therefore I should have washed? I should it should be a birch samazon? No. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says it has to be that the Passover of the Kistanin is part of the meal. So now let's go to our Shaila. With that background, is this Passover of the Kistanin, meaning our cheese stick snaps rolls, uh, pizza stick snaps rolls, considered Passover of the Kistanin? So even though the first definition of Passover of the Kistanin is a dough with a filling, Shulchan Archansim Kuvsam Chesif Yudzayin says that if it's filled with meat or cheese, then it's hamoti and it's not Passover of the Kistanin because those are meal type foods. Uh, if it's filled with something sweet, like with a, with a pie filling or something like that, that's possible to kiss them. But you put meat in there, you put cheese in there, then it's just pasta, then it's just a sandwich. Then it would not have the quality, it would not qualify as possible to kiss them. Mishabura explains in Sivkat and Sadi Dalit that hamotzi is required even if you're not Kovea Suda on, on the food, right? That's the difference. If you have real pasta, you have to have hamotzi even if you're not Kovea Suda. If it's possible to kiss them, you only would make hamotzi if you are Kovea Suda. And the reason this would be considered real pas is because what you filled it with is a meal type of food, not a snack type of food. Uh, however, Mishaburah points out that it's not absolute. There are certain times where you have something that has meat in it, but it's clearly just a snack type of food. Franks and blankets, let's say. No one sits down. Uh, very few people sit down and have uh, Franks and blankets as their su'uda, meaning it's an adherb. It's something that's uh, clearly only meant as a uh, snack type of food. It's just a little bite of something. Uh, before uh, before a meal or uh, or in between meals or something like that, and that probably would uh, would be mizonos for that reason. Uh, the, Rabbi Jackter writes that Rav Meir Lichtenstein told him that his grandfather Rav Salvechik uh, held that fundamentally the bracha of hamotzi is not a bracha on bread; it's a bracha on a meal on a suuda, even if it's uh, and 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 that's why. Um, Someone says Mizonos on Passover B'Kistin, even if it's defined as bread, because you're consuming it as a snack and not as a meal. But if you have Passover B'Kistin as part of a meal, you say Hamotzi because you're eating a meal, that the bracha of Hamotzi relates to a meal. So the bracha of Mizonos is only appropriate for cake or crackers because they're snack food, not for meat or cheese pies, because those are meal foods. But again, meat or cheese pies that are snack foods would be Passover B'Kistin if, uh, if it's, it's, it's universally accepted as a snack food. That was the pizza issue. 
issue, right? In general, regular pizza. So the reason Rav Moshe held one slice of pizza is mizonos is because he held it's pasaba bekisnin. Why is it pasaba bekisnin? It's cheese and dough. Isn't cheese and dough? Don't we paskin? That's he said. No, but pizza is fundamentally a snack food. That's what he seemed to assume, which is very difficult to understand because it doesn't seem that we treat pizza as a snack food. What's for lunch today? Oh, it's pizza day. Thursday night dinner? Oh, it's pizza night. Right? Meaning pizza is something that we have for a meal more often than we have for a snack. So whether you personally eat one slice, two slices, lechora really shouldn't make a difference. Okay, so where we are right now is that you have cheese sticks being served, pizza sticks, I keep saying it wrong, pizza sticks being served for lunch in camp. So it's for lunch, so it seems to be a meal. It's filled with cheese, which means if it's a meal food and it's filled with cheese, it's for sure, lechora would for sure be hamotzi, even if you have less than a kviyasuda, but for sure if you're having a kviyasuda. However, there are a couple of uh, factors over here to take into account. Don't worry, Rabbi Razan is going to be right in the end. There are a couple of factors to, uh, to take into account. First of all, Rabbi Rosner did some research, and apparently the pizza pockets, which is apparently their real name, um, are, are, uh, are deep fried. They do not make these in our kitchen here in camp. They order a bag of that, you know, giant bags of them, and they just warm them up in the oven in camp. But they're made in some uh, factory somewhere, and they are deep fried. They're just warmed in the oven to melt the cheese on the inside. The dough is already fully made. Everything's already fully done. They just, uh, it just tastes better when it's warm, so they warm them up in the oven. The Gemara in Brachos and Daflam Zayinam Bey says that cooking bread, uh, meaning if you have bread and then you cook it, does not take away the status of bread, as long as mean cooking in a liquid, in water, or frying it in oil or something like that, does not take away its status of bread if it was already b- bread, as long as it has the appearance of bread. That's the Beferish Gemara. Amr Av Sheishas Hay Chavitza Avogav Delespe Perurin Kezayis Mavarichal Av Hamotzi Lechman Aretz Amr Ava Vuhudik Alei Turisa Dinahama, that if it has a Tzura Sapas, the question is, what if you never baked it? What if you just cook dough? You take dough and you deep frying is the same as cooking, and you deep fry dough or you cook dough in water. So that is a discussion in the Rishonim. Rabbeinu Thomas quoted and tells the Brachas on Zion Beis that anything that started as a regular dough was a regular thick dough that you would normally make bread out of. Even if you fried it, Rabbeinu Tam says it's hamotzi based on the Mishnah in Mesechas Chala. And the Chazanish explains, Rabbi Natam uh, holds that frying or cooking of the dough is the baking of that dough, meaning it's a, it's a different <laughs> method of baking. Mishbur and Kusam Chesed cut and pay bays, says Rabbi Natam held that the status of Hamotzi uh, happens when it becomes a thick dough, meaning the fact that you're going to then uh, use heat to make it edible in one way or the other is not going to change it. It's not going to make it lose its hamotzi status. However, Rabbeinu Shimshon, the Rash Mishans, on the Mishnah in the first part of the Mishnah Hay, says that even if the cooked or fried dough has the tzura sapas, it does not get a hamotzi, it's a mezonos. Hamotzi is a, a function of baked dough. If you have fried or cooked dough, that is not hamotzi. This is quoted by the Rabbeinu Yonah, it's quoted by the Beis Yosef, uh, and, uh, and, and Beis Yosef quotes many other Rishonim that agree with this comment of the Rashmi Shans. Great. So we have Machlokas Rabbeinu Tam and the Rashmi Shans. If you fry dough, whether that, what do they call those things in uh, one of the pizza shops in the five towns? Zeppelis, have you heard that? They have that? Is that only five towns thing? 
No? Sakhari wait, Sakhari. Zeppelis, you know Zeppelis? You don't know what I'm talking about? Okay, they have, uh, they have, they have uh, dough that they just fry in oil and then they put sugar on it, and the kids love it. It's like, uh, and they sell like four for a dollar, you know, like little, uh, uh, whatever. So, uh, so anyway, so how do we paskin in this uh, in this machloka? Uh, so Shulchan quotes both shitos, and he brings this sheet of Rabbeinu Tam as a yesh misha omer. So the Im- implication is, clear implication is, that we paskin like the Rashmi Shans, that it is not a hamotzi. The Ramah says that we are mekel, and that, that is assumed to mean that we follow the Rashmi Shans. That would mean that you would say mezonos on it, even if you're koveya su'uda on it. Whoa, that's a very big kula. Meaning not, it, it's better than pasaba b'kistin, because it's not, not better, whatever. It's, it, it's less of a pas than pasaba b'kistin. Pasaba b'kistin, when you're koveya su'uda on, you say amotzi. This is not even that, because it's, it never became pas in the first place, because you never, you never baked it. It's worth noting that the taz holds that any dough fried in oil automatically becomes at best, at most, which would be according to Rabbeinu Tam, uh, as being cooked in oil is no better or worse than having oil kneaded into the dough. So it's either, it's going to turn out that it's either or it's not even Okay, so now if, uh, if it's, uh, it, it, that, that's the big kula. Now, because uh, we can be making like that, even though Post can recommend that you should wash on a meal in, in which you're having those things in order to be yotze, you know, kaladeos, in order to be yotze, all of the shitos. Additionally, um, it, it's not so pasho that camp lunch is called kaviyasuda, um, meaning uh, Rabbi Force writes in his Sefer on Brachos on page 249, footnote 77, that lunch in America is very often not a real su'uda. Meaning in the times of Chazal, they would have how many su'udas a day? Two su'udas a day. How many su'udas a day do we have in America? And in camp with late night barbecues and everything else, huh? four or five, whatever. But but certainly if you have breakfast at, I don't know, the teens will finish davening at around noon probably this morning. So <laughs> like if you have breakfast at uh, at twelve and then lunch at twelve thirty, right? It's very likely that uh, that lunch is not considered a real uh, a real a real suuda. So uh, so if you, it could be that that's just something to keep you going through the day, you know, to bridge your breakfast to your dinner. That that would not be considered a real suuda. What someone you know grabs on the go uh, for lunch. So, uh, as usual, Rav Rosner is right. Uh, there are two possibilities of how it can be, and if so, we might consider lunch to, to uh, we might anyway consider uh, lunch to not be a real kviyasuda. It might be on account of the fact that it's it's filled with something, I, even though it's cheese that it's filled with, but it's a snack-like type of food that, that it's made out of, and it might be possible um, and it might not even be pasababikistin in that it's uh, likely is not even pasababikistin because it's fried. So even uh, kviyasuda, uh, even if you are kviyasuda, would not require a motzi. And again, it's not so clear that anyone is being kviyasuda. So probably the uh, the correct uh, thing is like Rabbi Raza said that it would be a mizonos and not a hamotzi. Okay, have a great day, everyone. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.